If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It is IGN's weekly Xbox show, episode 578. For January 18th, 2023. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined as always by Miranda Sanchez to my immediate left. Hello. Hi, hello. <laughs> Stella Chung to my not quite as immediate left. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Destin Legary in Los Angeles. Damn. Hey, everybody. And joining us from Portland, Oregon, our friend Khalif Adams, creator of Spawn on Me. What is happening, my friend? I'm so excited to be here with all of you. Thank you so much for having me. It has been a long time. It's been what? How many? How many years? No, just well, it's, it's, it's how many months for sure? Yeah, it's been a little while. We try to keep a rotating uh, group of friends coming in to the show whenever we have an open chair. But I think it's been a little while since we've been able to. I mean, you're a busy guy. You're you're creating an award show. That's what you're here to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is almost done. We're almost at the finish line. It's coming up very soon to kind of share and broadcast to the world. And I'm I'm so excited for it because I think we have some some fun stuff happening. This and, year. and when I say creating, I should say you already created it because you did it last year. This is year yeah. two. Uh, year two. And in fact, let's just start there because we're gonna do we're gonna go around and everybody's gonna do predictions for next week's big Xbox developer underscore direct, which is the last time you will ever. <laughs> hear me use the underscore that is i don't know do they think that's good seo i don't know that's just i actually style i did a google trends check it was like Mm -hmm. Uh i'll I'll bet i know what the proper what the best thing to use here xbox direct crushes any other permutation (laughs) on google trends that's what people search for maybe they're holding xbox direct for something else (laughs) and the developer director says you're going direct from the developers you know it's very separate it's it's intentional you might the, be the right. unders- Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> reason it out here. <laughs> but the, the underscore to me, Ryan, is yeah. like a nod to programming because in programming you often have to use uh, yeah. alternating capital letters or the underscore system. So, as somebody True who indeed. did a little coding in college, I think oh, it's yeah. a nod to that. So yeah. yeah. The programmer of Red Dead Redemption Two, Destin Legary, weighing in. <laughs> no uh, expert plug yeah. programmer. 
He's yeah. going to go back do some C plus plus work after this podcast is. I over. made a clock once. It was very <laughs> exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ever done in yeah. programming? So yeah, I've uh, built a website. It's very basic. Yeah. It's themed after Kenny Pummy Pummy. It's, it's really good time in college. Yeah, I, I made a website back in college when Microsoft front page was a thing. Uh, you're, you're both too young for that. No, yeah. no De- Khalifa Destin might remember Microsoft front page. It was basically a wuzzy wig HTML program where you could just type stuff in. You didn't have to know any HTML code. Dang. So really, I've done no, no programming at all, is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, uh, it's, we're getting off topic. Our, our star this week... There's two things. One is Khalif, and two are our predictions for the, the direct. I want to start with, with Mr. Adams, because Spawn on Me. Now, Kai, you've been on the podcast here a few times, but as you correctly noted, it has been a little while. It's always great to see you, but just re- remind our audience, since it's been a little while, talk a little bit about Spawn on Me, its mission, and then talk to me about the Spawnies, this awards show that you're now, that you're now doing in year two here. Yeah, uh, you know, it's been a long time coming. We are now hitting in, in almost a couple of days our 10th year of doing Spawn on Me, which is which Congrats. is wild to say out loud. You know, 10 years ago, we finally did Hello World in our own program language and, and put that out into the world. Uh, you know, I, I think of us as the premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the video game industry. We were one of two shows kind of starting to do that work uh, almost a decade plus ago and we continue to kind of you know find good ways to bring up good conversations around not only video games in general but talking about video games through a prism of blackness and and, and that kind of thrust itself through the spawnies too where i yeah. think that shows the aspirational goal for that is from the beginning of our broadcast to the end of our broadcast you see 100 percent representation from underrepresented folks within the industry while giving them a space to talk about what they do Talk about how they influence the, the video game space and, and how they kind of come to the industry in that way, while also giving you a little bit of fun with the culture that, that we bring to, to the world, too. So Spawnies is great. We had a blast last year. We almost had almost 350,000 people watch it. Um, wow. and, and this year, we're looking to see if we can we can double that Sweet. and go a little bit bigger. So super excited to have uh, my, my co-host, Rihanna Manuel uh, Pena with me and, and, and bring it home for another year and year two. Yeah, she's uh, she's been on Unlocked once before as well. How has it been kind of working with her, getting to know her better here over the course of this process with the Spawnies? She is the best. I I, I, I always tell her, I'm like, you know, we, we have this running joke of like, you are the wind beneath my wings. But I, I really do believe, do believe that. Like, you need good people who are able to not only match your energy, but bring something very special to the table uh, in their own personality. And she's just an amazing person to to see kind of grow in this space and and be you know my my partner in crime in this project which i think is is hopefully doing some some good in the space and also kind of bridging that gap of of making the case for why you need to pay attention to our communities in the gaming industry and why we do bring something very special just not on the consumer we're buying things layer of it but like we are some of the folks who are making some of your favorite games on the planet absolutely uh let's dive into some of your awards for the Spawnies, because you got some <laughs> fun really stuff. Fun. Yeah. Everybody, go to go to thespawnies.com, T-H-E-S-P-A-W-N-I-E-S.com to see uh, yeah. what, what's... some of. The, first of all, the illustrations are great. Whoever did these did a fantastic <laughs> job. Uh, but yeah, let's. what are some of your favorite categories here? Because you've got some fun oh. ones. 
Uh, the thing we like to do is, again, we, we want to have fun with our show. We, we're not kind of pinkies up, you know, nose in the air, super stodgy with the way that we do and talk about our games. One of my favorites is the Snot Bubble Cry Award. <laughs> uh, there was there was always that one child who in, in, in every winter went outside and didn't put Vaseline on their face and was snotty all the time. Um, but it was as kind of connection to our most emotional game. Uh, our, our VR award is we call that the Jamiroquai award, uh, which which is fun to play on the virtual insanity kind of so conversation. Good. Uh, we added actually two more uh, awards this year. So we did our I'm a huge fighting game fan. So uh, one of our categories is called the Be Water My Friend uh, category this year after the late uh, Bruce Lee and, and one of the amazing talks that he had. Um, and, and yeah, I think, I think it's just about like, how do you build something fun around this thing that, that we all love and enjoy the video game yeah. industry should, and, and, and hopefully continues to be something fun for us. And I want, I want our show to reflect that fun in, in the ways that we talk about our awards and the ways that we make it. Our, our award is actually a cheddar bay biscuit, a, a mock-up of a cheddar bay biscuit, uh, from red lobster. And you know, it's a part <laughs> of the motif of our show. So I think, you know, we want to have fun with it and keep it, keep it moving in a good way. Yeah. The, the, the cheddar bay biscuit's been a staple of Brookago for, for quite some time. Can we, <laughs> seriously though, how good are those cheddar bay biscuits? How good? Oh, they're just I, essential. Essential. Oh, I, I would twerk for a cheddar bay biscuit. Good. I, I would twerk for a cheddar bay biscuit. I, I think I think I would do it at least once. I, like I, I might I might I might I might do something nefarious for a cheddar bay biscuit at one point <laughs> in time because they're really good. They're like the best version of food that you can get from the the Red Lobster chain. I know they will say it would be the lobsters, but I I disagree. <laughs> I would say it would wind up being the biscuits. When you're uh, correct. It, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like the biscuits are the thing that that, that brings it home for everybody for sure. When, when I would go there with my family when I was a kid, we would order easily there because it was just they were just free oh so, and they're so good we'd usually have two sometimes three baskets oh. and we would usually take a few of them home oh, yeah. by the end. you just wrap them up in some napkins like oh, these you. are coming home you put oh, it no. you warm them back up in the in the toaster oven they, mm. they come back up pretty good they, oh the, oh they're so good they're just that video right there oh my god <laughs> yeah. like, yes. that yeah, just made me hungry so they, that made me so hungry too i was like oh that just looked good it was fluffy they sell oh, a mix so of the good. stores now. I, Have you guys made them? Yeah, I just ordered some because I was preparing for this <laughs> for this podcast <laughs> and knowing and looking through the webs the the spawnies.com and I was just and I saw the 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 Cheddar Bay Biscuit Award and uh the, and I just was like, I gotta I gotta order these. <laughs> I have have you ordered them and made them at home, Ka? I've never made them at home. I I, I one of the things. Well, 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 oh, you wow, Destiny, you know what? I knew it was coming. I was waiting for it. I stepped in a biscuit landmine. That's messed up, Destiny. Uh, I still love you. The, the, the funny thing is, I have worked before I got into tech and into the video game space. I worked a lot of uh, uh, food service jobs. One of the jobs that I worked was at Red Lobster. I was a waiter at Red Lobster and a host at Red Lobster. I actually worked at the one in the Bronx that Nicki Minaj worked at some years after I was yeah. there, because I'm a little bit older than Nicki Minaj. Um, but that's the reason why I haven't had any, because it just brings back PTSD memories. It's fair. Of, <laughs> of almost dropping a full plate of, of shrimp linguine on a ball head's man, a ball headed oh, man. No. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, almost. There, you said there, almost. Yeah, yeah. Almost, I caught it. I caught You know, it's hard to hold a plate like this. Those serving plates are not easy to hold. It's, it's a skill. Uh, but it was it was really uh, it was good. I actually need to do it at some point. I might, I need to see if 
the mix is as good as, as what we got in the so actual store. I'm I'm both not ashamed and also thoroughly ashamed to say I have ordered them before the mix. Uh-huh. Yes, and uh, they come out perfect. Oh, and really? I was so surprised at how restaurant perfect oh. they came oh. out. Because I guess if you think about it. That's probably exactly what they're doing. You you might know, Kyle. Like they're probably they just get sent up the mix by corporate, and they just add the water and the cheese or whatever, and throw them in the oven, and that's they, that's that's it. Because the thing with that is like they have to be standardized to some capacity, exactly. Because right? you mm-hmm. have to have this expectation of like when I get my Cheddar Bay biscuit, it's going to be the same here as it is like across yeah. the country, um, and so. On offering that experience, they can probably make sure that their mix is the same every time. Sort of like Starbucks, like they kind of have the same procedure for everything yeah. so that you do get that expectation met every time you're there. So. Uh, the, the most horrifying thing about the Cheddar Bay Biscuit, as I found when I <laughs> when I did order the, the mix, looking at the nutrition facts... Oh. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't never do that. This is like a no. terrifying no, amount of it's, all the bad things. The, the numbers mean... Um, <laughs> They're the, the goodness points. I don't know. Yeah, You're yeah, leveling yeah. up. Yeah. That's what Dustin says about his cookies, too. Yeah. <laughs> when he, yeah. Was like, he was like, yeah, still, I think you'll like it, but like, uh, don't look at the nutritional facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Butter on butter on butter. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, I could, I could talk it. Cheddar Bay Biscuits all day, but uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's rope it back to the Spawnies. So, Kyle, uh, talk about some of your nominees, because I was looking through... You know, you've got big names in here, certainly, but it seems like there was a clear effort made to spotlight and nominate some some lesser known games as well with your awards. Yeah, I think I think this year we we, we leveled up the show as well with uh, all of the nominees in our show and the winners picked were from our fans. This was a entirely fan voted show this year, which was something that I wanted to incorporate into the show because I thought that was important. Last year it was just Rihanna and myself kind of picking through and, and and kind of going through the list of games that we got a chance to to, to play and 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 engage with, which felt a little bit uh, limiting in the way that we were kind of going to be able to have a breadth and depth of different kinds of of games in there. I think this year we saw, you know, we had over 3000 folks vote this year for, for the, for the awards in both nominees and for winners. Uh, we got a really, a really broad uh, a swath of games in there. Everything from uh, Elden Ring to Power Wash Simulator to Sifu to a lot of different games in that space that I think a lot of people really dug, but didn't necessarily think that they were going to be kind of nominated in in some of the, the the other award shows that we see during the year. And to me, that was super cool because that also tells me that like for all the conversations that we hear about what are the big games every year and, and which ones are the ones that always get the spotlight, we have a huge gaming community that plays so many different kinds of things that it was nice to see some of the names that we didn't expect to get in there kind of come to the forefront and, and, and actually be nominated for some of the awards this year. That was that was amazingly cool. And I think that's something that we want to kind of build on for next year as well. Is how can we expand that? How can we kind of, you know, lengthen the the voting period? Because there are some games that just didn't make the cut because of having to get the show together. Yeah. Like the God of War wasn't gonna didn't make it into the show because they kind of dropped super late in the year. But you know, now that we have, you know, the first year of this done with our technology partner Grab Labs, like now we get a chance to think even bigger and broader about like, how do we want to kind of give that to the fans in a good way? Yeah. I mean, your game of the year nominees, uh, only four nominees, which hats off to you. Cause we, 
We struggled with it so much years ago that we actually <laughs> went from five Game of the Year nominees to ten because we were just mm-hmm. like, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got four. But but it's a really interesting four. The Cheddar Bay Biscuit Game of the Year Award, Signalis, Xenoblade yep. Chronicles 3, Marvel Snap, and Horizon Forbidden West, the four, four nominees. I mean, that's a that's a nice... That's a nice, like, diverse mix of, of games, both big and, and smaller. I love that, right? Because that's one of those things where, you know, you usually see the kind of huge tentpole games get their due in those in those segments mm-hmm. in a game like Signalis that, you know, is is a, a, an indie darling right now and felt like a lot of folks said that it went under the radar and didn't get a lot of love gets love in our show, right? Yeah. And you get a chance to talk about that and why it was great and, and all those layers there. I think, you know, the fun part about digging into that as a, as a show, uh, and we'll probably talk a lot about the kind of nominees in our, in our post show this year, um, is that you just did get that really large swath of, of different kinds of games. Like, I don't think anybody else put Xenoblade Chronicles in their game of the year conversation for a lot of other 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 shows and stuff but it was nice for that to be in ours it actually gives me more hope that the indie space is getting more love yeah. from players than 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 what we usually hear uh about them and i love the you've got the brocago heritage award this year's best mm. display of diversity in gaming this is a that that's a category that should be in everybody's game of the year nominees uh so and you've got the nominees are saints row the quarry Horizon Forbidden West and Weird West. So it's again a nice what a what a cool mix of games right there. And I and I like the fact that some of our nominees and some of our you know potential winners were really spicy picks for some of the for some of the, the, the categories too, which again, you know, I think Horizon was really interesting to be in our Bracago Heritage Award, especially looking at the makeup of the studio. But I think if you think about that game. They pull together some of the most beautiful uh, visions and versions of black characters I've ever seen in a game, and that comes from a mostly white studio, right? So it's like an interesting layer of that conversation across multiple games, multiple genres, and multiple kinds of experiences that I think, you know, our categories kind of lend towards that diversity, not only in in game and in genre, but of of, of character of, of the folks who are playing it. By the way, I'm being a, a really terrible host. I got to promote this thing. So if you're like, well, okay, this is great. When can I watch the Spawnies? It's airing <laughs> January 30th, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash spawn on me. So don't miss that. Uh, now, Kyle, what like what does it put, take to put together something like this? Again, this is year two of this because yep. I imagine it's a lot harder than anyone thinks it possibly is. I have to say, putting this show together for for year two for the last for the last two years, it just gives me so much more respect for folks like Jeff Keeley, for uh, Megan Scavo for over at, at Dice and and putting on these kinds of shows, because it is just a really long process to get all of the pieces together, uh, and we're still you know even a, a couple of weeks out, still getting small pieces together for the rest of the show. Um, and I'm doing that while doing my nine to five job, yeah. running the running the uh, Spawn of Me podcast, all those bits. So it's, it's there are some co-travelers that that have come along with us. You know, we got a chance to see Eli Harris there, uh, the voice of Bracago, as we like to call him. Uh, but it takes a lot of effort, takes a lot of work, takes a lot of planning, which I think I'm getting a little bit better at 
um and it takes it takes you know resources and and the folks from twitch and xbox are coming through and and uh zynga as well their black resource dev group are coming through this year and and supporting us financially with the, with their voices and, the, and and their dollars to, to kind of bring this home in that way um but it's but it's so much fun to be able to you know give back to the industry in a way that feels good i think yeah. i still have and i think all of all of us do have this reverence for the industry still which i think is really important this this industry has given me my 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 profession it's given me so many of my friends and and, and now even family and, and it's also given me the space to talk about a thing that i love in such a profound way and hopefully broad way that is reaching people and hopefully resonating with them and i think this is an extension of that it's it's about how do you spread love to people and how do you get, show the people that you uh, are getting to play their games that you love what they have done and, and have put out into the world so any small version of that that i can do of course we want to get bigger but yeah. you know we're moving forward and this is a you know step step one and two of of making that happen which is great so uh before we get to our predictions for this xbox direct coming up i, I do want to ask you a, a real sincere question that i hope sure. i hope i'm gonna like the answer to but we'll see it how do you feel about the conversations in the gaming space about diversity and inclusivity? Has it improved over the past few years? Are you seeing progress? I think so. I mean, I think, you know, I think the conversation is always in interesting layers and interest, interesting bubbles, right? Where you do have the cultural relevancy of who are the players who are coming to games every year. I still think as an industry, we don't do a good job of tracking those data points in a real way. I think when I go into any boardroom, one of the questions I ask is, how are you tracking your player base in a way that is broader than what you usually think of? Because when I walk into a space, I'm saying, look, I know the folks in my community are not only playing, they're spending money every day to play these games. Are you thinking about them in your marketing plans? Are you thinking about them in the way that you do outreach to them from a community management perspective? How are you thinking about how you're actually connecting to these audiences uh, from these marginalized spaces? Because they are holding up the industry in a lot of different ways that, that we don't talk about. So I think, you know, getting a chance to see some of those conversations bubble up is, has been really, really good. I think that the other layer of it that we continuously need to kind of poke at is, you know, how are we thinking about the ways that those folks are represented within game? It has been really cool to see more folks across so many different ethnicities and, and genders be kind of put into spaces and be put into games and, and, and be a part of the, the main character lines and stories that, that we see in games now. Um, that has given me a lot of hope to say that we're we're, we're moving in a in a really good direction. Is it fast enough? It's never going to be fast enough for 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 a lot of folks. Yeah. Uh, but I also want to make sure that we're taking time to take audit of the good things that are happening, and give those folks who are doing that work a lot of love. I think we you know here at Spawn on Me we we had a fantastic uh, show, <clears throat> an episode called Lesson in Blackness that I I do say. And I do think this with the bottom from the bottom of my heart that we changed the industry when we did yeah, that. That's how that I became episode. aware of Spawn on Me. I'll be honest. That was the, that was the yeah. moment. Yeah, and I think I think you know that moment still is something that I think resonates with uh, I hope a lot of people. And I think you know we're continuing to try to figure out good ways to have really smart, nuanced conversations about the current landscape and and the the aspirational one that we want to see. I think Spawn on Me and Spawnees is is a part of that aspirational goal to kind of make the space better. And I hope that we're we're kind of continuing to move that conversation forward with everything that I do. 
Uh, and really last, I guess, kind of a part two to that, you know, you talk, you're talking about the industry side, which is great because that's, that's critical, but what, what can we as content creators and content consumers do to try and affect positive change in this industry? As consumers, I really do believe that your wallet is an actual important part of the equation. Like, I think, you know, the, the, the conversations I've had over many, many years, when you get into the C-level suite conversations about why diversity is important, you can talk about the head and the heart layers of that. But a lot of times, you once you get past that, it becomes a dollars and cents conversation. It becomes about the P&L of a company and how are you affecting that. So I think to a certain extent, as consumers, putting your dollars in spaces that feel like they resonate with you and, and figure out good ways to support developers, both indie, double, triple, and quadruple A, that are kind of speaking towards uh, uh, stories and, and, and things that you care about is extremely important because that at the bottom of, of the day, someone that in, a, in a business suit is gonna look at that number and say, oh, we could have expanded by X amount of people or X amount of dollars if we actually looked at this segment of our gaming population and actually paid attention to them. So yeah. from a consumer space, that's one layer of it. From a content creator space, I think we're in one of the most beautiful parts of, of, of the funnel right now in terms of where we are, because there have been so many different folks who have come to the creation space, who have different stories, who have different layers of, of the conversation that they want to talk to. The problem is they are never, they're very rarely put into spaces of hyper visibility, which I think is super important. You need those folks to be in those marketing campaigns. You need those folks to be able to go and host a show and go and do some of that work in a space where folks who are you know younger than I am, who are coming up or who are starting to do that some of that work and look at them and say, oh, if that person is doing it, there is a goal there that I that is aspirational that I can get to. So that's, that's a part of that conversation. I, I think being able to make the content that you want to tell the stories that really uh, speak to you and, and communities that you resonate with uh, uh, and being able to do that in, in all of the aspects that we think of, culture, music, uh, uh, the history of people um, is, is gonna be the most important layer of that, of that, of that part of the conversation moving forward. I think, I think we're getting there. I think some companies are still scared uh, to kind of go down that road because they think that it'll, it'll, it'll not actually resonate with the, the audience that they think is their main audience. Um, but we're getting there. And I think that that's the important thing. Beautiful. Uh, the Spawnies, January 30th, 6 p.m. Yeah. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, live on twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. And check out the Spawn on Me podcast uh, on YouTube, on your favorite podcast service, on Twitch, etc. Give it a look. Ka, appreciate you chatting about the Spawnies and can't wait to see the show. I'm excited for you all to see it. I think we have some really fun things coming down the pipeline for this. Rihanna and I, we, you know, we always have a good vibe when we when we make it happen. There'll be some fun music. There'll be uh, some fun uh, surprises uh, for some for some some cool people, and uh, you know, we might we might get some cooking in on the show as well. Well, then we know Paris won't be there. Then that's, if there's if cooking's happening, oh, I mean, look, goodness. I want I want our show run. to make it to you. Yeah, I want our show to make it to year three. I can't have Paris cooking on it. <laughs> yeah, All right. Uh, Kai, you want to hang around, do some predictions for the, uh, for the direct to. here? Let's do it. So let's talk. We've got this coming up. And this, by the way, this will be live on IGN next Wednesday, January 25th, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Unlocked live. We'll, our, our show next week will be just shooting it live. Watch it live right after 
that Xbox Direct, whenever it ends, I don't know if it's going to be 20 minutes, like because Nintendo Directs can totally vary. So I, we you know we got four games. We're going to talk about those. So it's probably going to be, you know, 20, 30 minutes if I had to guess. But anyway, just watch it all, uh, the Direct, and then just hang with us and we'll come. We'll be right here doing Unlocked Live with our reactions immediately after. So uh, let me go to... Stella first. Oh, Kick hey. us off. Your first <laughs> prediction. What do you think we're going to see at this thing next uh, week? Sorry, I had to scroll past Destin's oh, big paragraph. Yeah, Destin's <laughs> wall of text. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's pretty reasonable to say that we're going to get dates for everything that we're going to see at the showcase, right? I mean, for so long, we haven't gotten any dates. And I remember seeing a comment being like, why do they care about release dates so much? Because we want something we want to know that we like of course we're excited for these games right but we don't have a specific time frame to be excited for them exactly and because there have been a lot of delays which is understandable um we just don't know when it's gonna be happening so it's we want it to be an exciting year so i feel like we're gonna get dates for all the games that we're gonna be seeing and and those games just to remind everybody we got redfall which should make miranda very happy we've got minecraft legends Mm -hmm. we've got uh, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, but the whatever right. the next expansion pack is, there's one every year. Uh, and then we, of course, have the next-gen reboot of Forza Motorsport, which I am very eager to check out. That brings us to Miranda. Prediction number one for next week. Okay, so it's hard because we are so limited in what we're going to be seeing, and I think they're going to stick to that. I don't think we'll see anything other than the three games in the conference. So um, I think they said technically Elder Scrolls is going to be outside of it after in its right. own thing, which is kind of strange. It's like, it's these four, but technically this fourth <laughs> one is in something. Yeah. Um, so you guys don't have to sit through it if you're not into that, which I think is probably smart so they don't lose people and the people who really care about that have the time for it. And they can go as long as they need to to get in depth and have fun there. But I don't think we'll have anything else in there. I don't think they're going to show any other games. They're not going to talk about them. Maybe they'll just say at the very top, they'll have more news later. And I think they're going to reiterate that, you know, Starfield, that's later. We're not yeah. talking about it right now. Yeah. Just, just because people probably didn't see that news. People are coming to this and be like, oh, what are we going to see here? And, you know, setting that expectation, I think, is really important. Well, I was going to politely let Destin and Kyle go next, but my, I'm going to give my first one just because <laughs> it, it piggybacks right off of yours. I actually... I'm the opposite on this one. Yeah. I do think we're going to get one surprise game announcement mm-hmm. somewhere in there, but something small, not a major thing, like maybe a little indie exclusive, little third party exclusive. I do think they'll throw in a little surprise. Now, I'm, I don't want to set myself up for disappointment, but I think, you know, this is their first developer direct. Uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like they'll they'll try to throw in a pleasant surprise in this one. So we'll see one of us. One of us will be right. Yeah. We know that much. <laughs> Khalif, give me a prediction for something you think we'll see or something that will happen on this Xbox broadcast next week. This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events. TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is 
showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash unlocked without the e that's n-o-r-d-v-p-n dot com slash u-n-l-o-c-k-d and that'll give you four extra months on the two-year plan and best of all there's no risk with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee nordvpn.com slash unlocked without the e hey there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. As always, master of the segue, because I, I, I'm kind of going in, into your direction, too. I'm, I'm hoping that there's going to be something uh, a little bit spicy, a little bit new, be a little bit of something extra. I, I, I am thinking maybe we might get a smidgen of maybe avowed. Mm. That may be oh, a thing that's right. kind of out, kind of outside the wheelhouse for all the other things that we know are going to get kind of singular, singular content, you know, in terms of Bethesda stuff in that way. Or maybe we even get an even smidge of perfect dark or something mm. like that which could also be a thing that i feel like from a perspective of what can we show that would get people really excited plus it could be shown early enough that wouldn't get them in trouble <laughs> i think you know what i mean like you, you don't you don't have like full super super mega gameplay but it'll be yeah. you know kind of what we saw like when we get our first we got our first look at avowed which was you know character walking through a scene yeah we're watching it right now if you're watching yeah, like I think video. I think that could be some stuff that that would you know light the internet up and and get them in a good spot. So, those those are my predictions for for something in that way. We may get a little bit of perfect dark, maybe a little bit of a vow. I think that would satiate everybody else with with the rest of the show they have coming. Boy, do I hope you're right about that one. Uh, me too. <laughs> Destin, <laughs> prediction one, hit me. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't think we get some crazy thing like about uh so yeah i think they're gonna really stick to the script with the four games that they they outline but i do think that we get dates and i think the first product that's going to come out either february or march they're either going to use that for the elder scrolls online update or minecraft legends minecraft legends looks like it's done to me they're doing a big co-op 
focus for this stream. So I think that could come out as early as February. Mm. And then on the ESO front, that's something that they do every January. They they announce a huge tentpole addition uh, to the game. Last year, it was a, a card game that didn't resonate super well with the community. And this year, they're talking about new systems. They're doing a massive server update. Uh, it's It's a big... It's a big stream. It's so big that there's a whole separate event for it. So mm. Elder Scrolls will have a focus. And uh, for Elder Scrolls, what I'm hoping is addressed instead of a release date, because we kind of know their roadmap for 2023, is uh, they finally implement cross-play or cross-save. They just overhauled their servers. They were like looking for new hardware for their servers. And I'm really hoping that... The announcement is they finally cracked the uh, the cross save cross play progression, so I can go from Xbox to PC or vice versa. Destiny did it years ago. It was a tough bandaid to rip off, but uh, man, that's that's great to be able to have as an option. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. All right, let's go around for round two here. I'll go Miranda's way first. Yeah, so mine is sort of picking back off of my other one, which is I think instead of showing like new content or anything for another game that's not announced for this, Xbox will end the show by announcing its intentions for E3 very quickly. And just like a snippet of like, hey, here's what's to come in later months. Like right now we can't show you anything else, but you know, maybe give one thing that they wanna talk about at E3 and confirm that they're gonna do something there. I think it'd be still pretty early for that because a lot of people sort of wait until like February, March to talk about E3, but I don't think it would hurt them to start saying, hey, just so you know, we have more news coming. Obviously we know Starfield is getting its own thing later, but of course that's not the only game Xbox has and they do need to have space for the other games that are coming. So I think that would be a good way to end this little developer well, to, to Stella's first point, Xbox fans, we we need things to be excited <laughs> about right now because yeah. it's been it's been a tough tough year. So I like where your head's at with that. Uh, that brings us back to Stella, round yeah. two. Um, I, th- I definitely think that they're not going to show everything here that we are looking forward to, just because E three is back this year, which I keep forgetting about. Um, mm-hmm. So. I don't know, either there's going to be an indie showcase at the end of this, like a little montage to tease for E3, or they're going to actually just show um, indie games, like a, a date for Lightyear Frontier and Everwild, which actually, looks, they both look great. So I'm personally looking forward to those. So yeah, either it's going to be wrapped up at the end, um, or they're going to tease it for E3. Yeah, we just, uh, Louise O'Connor, the lead on Everwild, just just tweeted this week saying, oh, back to work with the Everwild team after the holidays. And hey. and uh, yeah, I, it, it, we, I do feel like we are particularly due to see what's going on with that game. It's been a while. Yeah, it looks it looked really cool. The last time I looked at it, I was like, oh, man. And Light Your Frontier, of course, is, you know, it's your it's your mech farming simulator. I'm just like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> and that's that was in the showcase last year. Yes. So until we're told otherwise uh, we are expecting that game to be released by june yeah so if you hopefully you're right that we we will be seeing it uh sooner rather than later ka round two you got another one maybe some forza related accessory stuff mm. that comes alongside the 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 you know the the bigger broader conversation around forza i think they're kind of due for another layer of hey here's a here's a new colorway for some of our accessories here's some some potential new skews or not skews but new bundles that you'll get uh for 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 this kind of thing moving forward i it will be interesting to see where they kind of land that conversation too because as good as that game looked previously 
now with them having some more time under the hood to kind of play around with that with that dev with that dev kit uh, and, and that dev cycle uh that game is just going to look super super pretty so I, th- I think they may do a little bit of a deeper dive with some extra some extras that go along on forza side yeah good thinking because it's you know forza motorsport is the simulation racer and that mm-hmm. crowd wants their wheel and pedal setup you know that that's uh that's be a great great opportunity to show off maybe an you know official third party partnership that they've got mm-hmm. with uh, whether it's a Logitech or, or one of those big accessory makers. Uh, Destin, give me round yeah. two of your predictions. <clears throat> yeah, my next one was also about Forza Motorsport. I think that would be, uh, like, just to reiterate what you just said, um, <clears throat> I think that would be a, a great footnote, God, like, just saying, and we partnered with Fanatec to make, like, yeah. this exclusive wheel set. But uh, my prediction is that Forza Motorsport's much further along than we expected, and I think that hits early April. Mm. So I think for a date... We're going to get that. And for what they're going to show, they made a big focus in all of their updates and everything about how time of day and weather are going to impact your driving, how the tire like impact with the 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 ground is like red 12 times a second or something like like they, they keep talking about the technology. So I think we're gonna get a deep dive on uh, how pit stops play out what that fuel management is going to be like, what the different tire compounds look like, what an actual game session looks like over 10 minutes. They did that with Forza Horizon 5. They just kind of showed what that game looks like. Uh, and that that did a really good job of sort of getting you invested in what that's that game is going to be like. And I think they do that now for the sim side of things with Forza Motorsport and just show us like, how you customize your car and like what the different tread looks like and then set up an environment thing. And I think we get a look at that. I believe it's a cone map, which is, I believe in Japan. Uh, it's an all new map that they've, they've created from the ground up for Forza Motorsport. So I, I think on that new map, we get a look at the new technology and how gameplay actually plays out through a session. Cause they've already done the spectacle. Yeah. Now it's time to get into the weeds and show us, okay, what are the, the sim fans really going to uh see in terms of gameplay when they're when they have this in their hands nice i like it uh i'll go next with mine because it also dovetails off of forza i i crammed all three release date predictions into one prediction for for myself Mm -hmm. so i think it's gonna go this way i think we're looking you know we know starfield's not a part of this so uh i will i'm gonna go with april or excuse me march minecraft legends april redfall May Forza Motorsport. That's how I. That's how I think it's going to shake out. Um, you know, Minecraft is a game. If you look like, oh, that okay. That if they if it is March, that's only a two month sort of uh, marketing window, so to speak. That's a game that probably doesn't need a big like six month multi beat. You know, first look preview, hands on preview. Doesn't need a big. Uh, involved marketing campaign i think they could announce they could announce that that game's coming out in two months and it's you know that's a that's more of a mass market uh casual game that everybody can enjoy so i think that one's going to be the the kickoff of microsoft's first party release calendar here in 2023 then i'm i'm going april's redfall and may for forza motorsport um so we'll see we'll see if see if uh i'm right about any of those (laughs) 
Brings us to our third and final round of Xbox predictions for next week's Direct, which again we'll have live for you on IGN Wednesday, January 25th, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. I'll just take my last one here, go round robin style. So we already know we're not getting Starfield at this. They've <laughs> kindly communicated that, it, that it'll get its own thing later. But I do think we're going to get a date for the Starfield Direct at the end of this. I think, you know, it was good that they messaged out uh, in the blog post and on social that, hey, Starfield's not going to be a part of this, but they need to also communicate that in the Direct itself for people that don't watch Podcast Unlocked and don't, they're not on social media and they're not reading IGN, which is plenty of gamers that applies to. So they have to address it within the context of the direct itself. So I think there'll be just some little thing, maybe at the beginning, probably more at the end that says, and, you know, stay tuned for more Starfield at the Starfield Xbox developer direct on whatever the date is. I think, I think we will get that date to Stella's point to look forward to (laughs) on the calendar, even if it isn't the game release date yet, which I'm sure we'll get at this actual Starfield developer direct Khalif, i'll go back to you one more time my friend you got one more for us you stole it you took it that was the one <laughs> i was like yeah they got to show some starfield you know get you get you excited for that conversation so ditto ditto on yours you, you nailed it and i think i think that's exactly what we're probably going to see i think they have to at this point i think the the, the fans are getting a little itchy on on, on where things are kind of going to going to land and they need some more uh, at least not even uh, any glimpses of stuff, but just the idea of like when they should be expecting it. Yeah. So, so I'm with you on that one. All right, Destin. Yeah, all these games are for the first half of 2023. So I do think we get dates. Ryan, my dates were a little bit different than yours. I think okay. that first beat is the ESO dungeon that they've already confirmed for Q1. I think the second beat is Minecraft Legends in March. Uh, April, I think is Forza. And May is Redfall. We already have a rumored May 2nd release date for Redfall. And this time when they show Redfall, I think what they're going to show includes a look at the loot system and what a mission is going to play out like. Like you get a piece of loot, you find out that it's better for the vampires or it uses abilities against the vampires versus the bellwether guards who maybe you start out fighting the Bellwether Guards and then you get some vampire loot and then you use that against the vampires, right? There's also like the cultists that you're going to encounter. I I think they really need to show how a mission plays out, how the time of day and one of the um, random might know off the top of her head, the blood fests or whatever it's called when the the sunlight changes and the big bosses come out. Oh, okay. I don't know yeah. that's off the top of my head, but I do know you're talking about like the event. Yeah, yeah. So cycle. so yeah. they ha- they ha- they have a mechanic in the game where an event happens and then you know that means a big boss baddie is coming into the world. So I, I think we need to see that. We need to see loot drop. We need to see what it looks like to level up with the skill trees. And if that May release date is true, this is a great time to do that and really show how that game plays out. And and just to reiterate why I think they're focusing on those four games and and not like doing any anything crazy i think it's because these games really need to just show gameplay and have dev commentary behind it because we need to know what we're going to be experiencing and they need dates so yeah i would i I would love it if we find out when the the starfield showcases though (laughs) yeah i i think of these red falls the one that i'm most looking forward to seeing a deeper gameplay Mm -hmm. dive into like Mm -hmm. i'm excited for forza motorsport but 
I know it's going to be a stunningly gorgeous simulation racing game. Redfall's the one that mm-hmm. I feel like there's a little maybe a more mystery mm-hmm. around. Uh, Miranda, do you want to, do you got a release date prediction in here yourself? Yeah, so I had one. And I think that Forza Motorsport is going to fall out of the first half window that they originally put. And I think it's going to get pushed to July. Mm. And I think that would be, oh. a, that would be just because it needs a lot of time to yeah. be pretty and good. And I think of anything that's going to get a little a little push out of that original window, I think people would be pretty chill with that. I mean, traditionally, not much comes out in July. It's so true. if there's a big first-party <laughs> exclusive that ends up coming out in July, Honestly, I don't think you'd hear a lot of complaints, really. Yes. <laughs> it's like, why don't we publish in July? People are out for summer. There's, there's just like Comic-Con and other events, but yeah. as far as game releases go, it's usually pretty quiet. Yeah. I would love that for my own sanity, but you know, it's fine. It's and fine. especially <laughs> in this era of Game Pass too, if you're, if yeah. you're a, a, you know, maybe junior high, high school kid who's, who loves Xbox and has the summer off and you've got your Xbox with Game Pass, well, it, it's not like it really costs you any extra money if, you, yeah. if you're maintaining that subscription, then suddenly like, Forza Motorsport drops in in July. That's uh that makes your summer a little brighter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh. Stella, that leaves it to you. <laughs> you started us off. Now take it take us home here. Oh man. You got one more prediction for us for next week's Xbox Developer Direct. Yeah. Um maybe more of a look at Outer Worlds. That'd oh. be really cool. Outer Worlds 2. Um maybe a release date. But again, thinking about it now, I'm just like, well, they might save that for E3 because all of these games are scheduled for earlier this year. So yeah. this would make sense if it was pushed to E3. So maybe that's a prediction for E3. So just remind me about that. <laughs> um, I definitely think that we'll get a big deep dive about Redfall um, for sure. I think that'll be a majority of it just because even with like Starfield. Do you think that's, let's say, do you think that's how they'll open it with Redfall? I think so. You think so? I think so. Cause that's the biggest, ge- like you said, yeah, it's the I biggest with game you, with way, like mystery, right? Even with Starfield though, I-, I checked their Twitter. They've been constantly updating with like developer commentary stuff. Like I actually found out that, um, I, I know this is kind of derailing, but I actually found out that you're, you can have your companion speak on your behalf and whatever they choose is going to like rail like it's going to take the conversation and it's going to give you consequences and stuff which is really cool and i was like oh we didn't get that in a big presentation but they've been like casually pumping out this information yeah. about the game and i'm like there's nothing about redfall like that so i think it'll be a really big deep dive and then i think they're going to give us an announcement like on the date of course after that too so i feel like it's going to be a big redfall day so miranda mm. and i can be happy yeah <laughs> hey count us all in there i mean I, we're definitely all looking forward to uh to Redfall, it's uh, it, it'll finally we'll finally get a an arcane game exclusive to Xbox <laughs> after this acquisition because of course Deathloop we had we had to wait for for PS5 to have that one exclusively it, for a year but it's out now it's, we got it now it's so good you got it we it got it now so although good. Uh, in fact on that note that reminds me um kind of apropos of nothing and and with this but Ghostwire Tokyo we should be coming out in March because that'll be March will be one year. Oh, yeah. Since yeah. it came out on the PS5, so I don't know if they'll, they might contractually not be able to say anything about that oh, yet, okay. like because that's that's how it went with Deathloop, right. where they just like mm-hmm. they were quiet on it. Well, uh, here it is. Probably some yeah. you know, arrangement with Sony and Bethesda, you know, which obviously happened prior to the Microsoft's acquisition. But 
but yeah, pencil that in at least. Mm. Ghostwire Tokyo for uh, for March. All right. Well, there you have it. Our gosh, I guess we had fifteen total predictions <laughs> from, the, from the group here. We'll see how we collectively did next week. Again, join us live on IGN for the Developer Direct, and then live unlocked immediately after that. Um, it'll be fun. I promise. Before we go, it is the start of a new year. Miranda is our reigning Xbox Unlock Block Trivia Champion. So we got to do a new question. We've got some... Hold on, let me just pull up. I think was there... I think there was no score yet, if I remember correctly. Unlock. I don't think anyone scored. Yeah, nobody and I scored. Think so told me no. And yeah. then, you know, ne- yeah. obviously I wasn't here last week. So let's see if we can oh, fix God. that. Time is still so weird. I'm just like, wait, <laughs> <I know. laughs> Ryan wasn't here last week. Wait, I know. Okay, that was the episode. <laughs> yeah, who, that guy, that guy that usually sits on the end who, who wasn't here. The guy with the Tesla. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. What's his name? I don't know. It's, uh, Anyway, Justin writes in with this week's Unlock Block Trivia Challenge. Khalif, you, of course, welcome to play along. You know, if you come back often enough this year, maybe you can win. You can beat these guys. I have faith <laughs> I'm in trying you. to think if I've ever gotten any of these right. <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> I don't I mean, think, I I think you did. I could pull up old previous year's scoring. I think you've been on the board before. Uh, I hope. So give it a shot here. Give it your best. Justin writes in and uh, asks this. From Software, course makers of Elden Ring, has has made games exclusively for Xbox in the past, but only one of them was published by Microsoft, called Microsoft Game Studios at the time, before they, of course, now they're Xbox Game Studios. So which of these From Software games was published by Microsoft? Was it Murakamo, Renegade Mech Pursuit? Was it Otogi, Myth of Demons? Was it Ninja Blade? Or was it Chrome Hounds? I will go to Khalif Adams first, who is shaking his head like a... <laughs> I feel like I just got punched in the back of the neck. I'm like, what? I'm, I'm sorry, that's yeah. not how we want to make our guests feel. Yeah, I went on Unlocked it, it, it and I felt a, like I got a, punched in the back of the neck. Back of the box quote for Unlocked. <laughs> um... Oh man, Chrome Hounds? I'm gonna say Chrome Hounds. All right, Chrome Hounds. I don't think Chrome Hounds is it, but that's the only game I remember. Destin, I'll go to you next. I'm just gonna say the same thing. I'm gonna say Chrome Hounds. All right, all right. I like that. Uh, Stella, you're next. I don't. I don't know. I know these original Um, Xbox questions. I feel bad for the youth. The youth on the show. But you you have to learn your Xbox knowledge. I Study do. Your history. I do. I know, and I don't know from software. Like I I didn't know that they d- did mech games before, right? When um they announced the new one coming Armored out. Core, Armored Core. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh yep. my god, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And people were like, okay, like it's big <laughs> now. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's Armored Core Six, yeah, Stella. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, God, I'm stuck between two. Now, what have we learned? From what if what with, <laughs> go with the first one? <laughs> no, isn't it? Do, no, don't you always regret not going with the first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah I have okay. to go with the first one. Um, <laughs> God, I think it's a going with Murakamo Renegade Mech Pursuit. Okay. Yeah. All right. That leaves Miranda. I think I'm wrong, but I'm going to pick it anyway. I'm going with Togi. All right, Togi Myth mm. of Demons. Well. It is uh, we all wrong? January 18th, and we're still, there are no scores on the board. Wow. Wait, was it really? No, that was my second choice this time. 
You all managed to manage to dance around it. It was oh, Ninja Blade. That was the only one I was God, which Microsoft, Yeah, it, Ninja Blade uh. was not super great. It wasn't terrible. Uh, Murakamo was pretty good. Otogi was fantastic. We gave that a nine oh, back wow. in official Xbox yeah. magazine. And Chrome Hounds was real good, too. Yeah, um, but yeah, really Ninja good. Blade, an original Xbox game. And thought... it was published by Microsoft. And here, our super producer Red has found some footage of uh, no. of that game. So it was my second oh, choice. Justin, it was okay. That was, that was my second choice too. Justin, congratulations on on uh, stumping <laughs> everyone. The entire and it was a we had an extra person on the panel. I know we had four people. Chances. <laughs> <laughs> This was a great <sighs> question. Very difficult. Um, if you look up Ninja Blade, the first thing yeah. you get is a bunch of Ninja Blender stuff. Well, I so I thought this. I thought Ninja Blade would be it because I was like everything else except Ninja Blade or Chrome Hounds. Because I was like, if it was right. Microsoft Game Studios, sure it, was it probably wouldn't have yeah. any Japanese names in the title, right? Probably right. at that mm. time. I don't know. Yeah, so. uh, Sega published Chrome yeah. Hounds and, yeah. Otogi, and Otogi, and actually yeah. I'd have to look up who published Murakamo. But I was like, I think it's Ninja Blade because it's a general enough title that it would bring in like the Xbox boys, That's what right? I was thinking like, too, yeah. yeah. That, that was my... I just remember Oh, Ninja Blade. So I was like, yeah. maybe that so, one. So, <laughs> uh, Justin, congratulations on stumping more people with one question than I think ever because I don't know if we've ever played with with a five person he should panel get a trophy before. yeah so yeah, right? Justin well done and if anybody else out there would like to try and keep the panel scoreless you can send in your Xbox trivia question to the email address unlocked at IGN.com include your question your name uh, your gamer tag if you'd like that right on the air don't forget the four multiple choice questions and note the correct answer only I see those emails these guys don't see them so uh, send them in and we'll play again next week and that brings us to the end of Podcast Unlocked episode 578 I want to give everybody a chance to uh, promote what they're up to Khalif I'll start with you I want to say thank you so much for, for spending time with us I know you've got uh, a lot of a lot, you're spending a lot of plates right now. So for for the fact that the fact that you just spent an hour with us, it really is appreciated. It's always great to see you. Just getting stumped on Ninja Blade alone was worth every moment of of, of, of it. But but seriously, as always, it is amazing to get a chance to to rock with you all and, and to hang with you uh, for for a small amount of time. And hopefully, we can do this in person very yes. very soon. I would love love to make that happen. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a lot of different things right now. Spawn on me is in its now tenth year. Uh, you know, giving it love uh, and seeing that it's still growing and, and doing some fun things there in our in our award show. The Spawnies will be airing on January 30th at 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. I'm sorry, 9 p.m. EST, uh, and, and rocking at twitch.tv slash spawn on me, where you'll be able to hang out with me, uh, Rihanna Manuel Pena, and, and a whole bunch of other amazing folks while we give some love to the developers who made some of your favorite games of last year uh, and, and doing it with some style and some flair. So hope you all come through. We'll have a post show as well to come through and hang out uh, and, and celebrate the love and, and definitely come through and hang out. It'll be a really fun, exciting time. Heck yeah. And as a bonus, your New York Knicks are playing pretty well. <laughs> the Knicks are doing well for once. I can't believe it. It is happening. I, I'm trying to sort of ride that Knicks wave where we're still almost in the playoff hunt uh, before someone tweaks an ankle and then, and then I yeah. get to cry Aww. in a corner. <laughs> meanwhile, uh, <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, my Phoenix Suns have proven that they are completely and utterly useless without Devin Booker. So it's been a struggle. But oh, my goodness, that rating sports. is going to go up at some point. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Destin, what are you up to, my friend? 
Yeah, well, first of all, I'm very excited about the January 25th show. We're going to be doing that live. We're doing a post-show, Ryan? We are. Exactly. So post-show, really, really excited about that. So that will be on this website, IGN.com. Check out my personal stuff, YouTube.com slash Destin Channel, and order cookies at LaGaryBakery.com. Stella. Yeah. You're up to something fun soon. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. God, the week. Yeah. So um, I will be co-hosting the Dice Awards with Greg Miller. No, on... he'll be co-hosting them oh, with, with you. Yeah. With me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I like that better. Right. Yeah. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's February 23rd um, in Las Vegas. So I'm very excited. Um, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll vlog Miranda and me going We're dress going shopping, shopping this weekend. So yeah, because it is an official event and I'm like, oh my goodness, I need something to wear other than yoga pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm prepping for that next month. Uh, this month we have, I think I'm going to be covering the, um, oh my God, what is it? The alpha, alphas, the thingy, the, 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 the. There's like this new game where like you can control gravity. It's a battle royale. Hyenas. Hyenas. Thank you. Hyenas Alpha is coming out. Ooh. I will be covering that. And oh yeah, is that the Sega thing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so excited very for excited for that. So that's going to be happening later this month with the Alpha. So if you want to play, sign up. Uh, other than that, I am still prepping for my March powerlifting meet. So if you want to keep up with my fitness journey, you can follow me on TikTok at Parallax Stella and everything. So yeah. Excellent. Miranda? I just had the hardest time spelling hyenas. Just, I, <laughs> guys, I'm a writer, I promise, but it's okay. That's why we have um, autocomplete and spell check. Um, so you can find me at Havoc Girls. That's Havoc with a K on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and of course at IGN. Right now I'm just doing a lot of prep work for some big guys we have coming up, like Fire Emblem later this week. And Ooh. then we have some re-releases like Persona coming to Game Pass, which is really exciting. So just a lot of like, you know, house housework, but um. In personal stuff, I just finished playing Gears of War 2 with my twin sister because she's never played them, so I'm guiding her through. She's doing a good job learning how to use her chainsaw with the Lancer. She's like, I was like, just go get this Lancer. Go get him. I gave you my ammo. Go get him now. <laughs> so it's my time. Um, no, she's, she's actually doing great. She's not much into shooters, so it's been cool guiding her through that. But um, yeah, then other than that, just getting ready for things that are coming in the next few months. Did you get through what is objectively the worst section in the entire Gears trilogy, which is the worm part? I like the worm, okay? <laughs> I, thought, yeah. I was like, you know, some people don't like the worm. <laughs> okay. You gotta count on its hearts. But my sister did have some questions about the worm anatomy. She's like, worms don't have that. <laughs> She's a medical professional, so she knows. Oh, I love it. Amazing. Uh, and as for me, I'm on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Woe Long Fallen Dynasty is our January IGN first game, which means we have exclusive coverage of it all month long. We've had a lot of gameplay. Big new final preview just went up this week. So don't miss all of that. Uh... And I guess the last thing I wanted to mention at the top, but we were in we were in too good of spirits. I, I hate to end the show on a somber note, but uh, I, on behalf of everybody on Unlocked at IGN, I, I did want to uh, send our, our our best thoughts out to everybody at Microsoft that was affected by the 10,000 person layoff uh, that happened today, which is just just under like they oh it's just under 5% of the workforce, which makes it sound, you know, not that bad, but that's a lot of people. Yeah. That is a lot of people uh, that, you know, and uh, people that work on Xbox, you know, were affected. So um, we wish you all the best. Uh, we are, we're all rooting for you to um, hopefully find the next, the next exciting chapter in your life soon. Um, so we are thinking of you. 
And that will do it. I want to thank our super producer, Red, for making the business of this thing happen. All the cool behind-the-scenes stuff, all the great B-roll that just pops up instantaneously. That is all Red on that. So for Khalif Adams, Destin Legary, Stella Chung, Miranda Sanchez, <laughs> uh, I am Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlocked 578. And we'll see you back live next week. Go ahead and join us noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. That is when the Xbox Direct starts. Join us. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.